Hello, 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 folks. Welcome again to a thrilling edition of Mind of Magnus here on 106.3 FM, WRFZ, LP Rochester. That's Rochester Free Radio. As always, the cool kids listening in online on the rosterfreeradio.com uh, uh, website. Hello out there. If you're listening on the cool app on the Android uh, devices, hello to you as well. Uh, so I want to give a special thank you to all those cool folks who are downloading the podcast in podcast form. So if you're on iTunes, go to the iTunes, do a search for Mind of Magnus. If you're on the Android platform, somewhere where you find Android platform, you can find the podcast. You'll find it there as well. It's pretty much every place you can find it. Uh, as I always say, probably can ask a tech-savvy pigeon. You'll be able to find our podcast now. So I want to give a thank you to all the folks who are downloading it, giving comments, and also to the special folks. Uh, this is a special note to those on Friday morning drive time. I know you guys get the uh, Monday show kind of rebroadcast, but I send some love you guys way every time because I enjoy the tweets you guys have been messaging at me. So the last couple weeks, we've had some great messages, uh, even last week with the uh, fun uh, chat about uh, movies and such. So we had a lot of a lot of weird Disney comments coming in at 7.30 in the morning on last Friday. So thank you to all those drivers out there. Uh, but I want to give a thank you to the guy who makes this show sound amazing as always, the guy in the glass box himself, Mr. Matt Obscure. Hey there, Matt. How you doing in there? Coming in hot tonight. Yes, we are. That's <laughs> how we roll. So Yeah. Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, the station is not unbearably hot today. We can actually chat without no. too much. It's toasty, but not too toasty. So. Yeah, it's actually a very comfortable, reasonable temperature. I know we complain about it every week, but this week, it's excellent. <laughs> exactly. There's less. There's not quite a sauna effect in here. There's not like jungle uh, vines crawling over the walls. Yeah, I did figure it was going to be full-on Jumanji by this week. And well, I thought not, so. Yeah, so. it has not yet. I mean, one of these days, we'll come in here. <laughs> what year is it? Yeah, That's just me, pretty much, all the time. Um, so, Matt, we actually have some a uh, uh, bunch of people who are messaging in this past week because we were talking about movies last week and we have a lot of folks that had the whole how dare you mention Brother Bear in a negative light or something else. For real? And, yeah, yeah. One person did. I think they were being sarcastic at first but then I couldn't tell. Uh, but those lovely folks were emailing me in at mindofmagnus at gmail.com. So at any point in time you guys want to talk to me or talk to the show, message in. We'll come directly into my pocket here in front of me. Also, I'm um, sorry to the person who wrote Brother's Bear Mother, Brother Bear's Mother for insulting the movie. I, I apologize. I can only imagine that's the person that came to us. Oh, God, yeah. Um, uh, but you also have tonight, we actually have something I haven't done in a few weeks that I have to make a, a deal with uh, some folks. Shower? Uh, say again? Shower? Yeah, that too. No, luckily it's a radio, not smell vision so it's pretty good. Um, no, we actually, uh, we've been kind of neglecting our trivia uh, fans out there. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everyone knows that they just, they just want me to sit here and ramble off trivia questions for everyone else. It's my, my lot in life. Uh, but the past, pretty much for the past few weeks, we've been so busy and just kind of hit the ground running, we kind of avoided that. So a bunch of folks messaged me on either Twitter, uh, Magnus Apollo on Twitter, or the email, which I mentioned already, uh, saying, hey, we haven't heard any trivia questions. So tonight, we're going to be doing a trivia question again, so do not worry folks we're there for you that's how it rolls do not worry i'm very excited we'll see if we can get the streak going again yeah yeah you were doing pretty good for a bit and then you weren't and, and then, then I, I, yeah well it, a streak nevertheless positive <laughs> or negative it's still going to be a streak right? very much so um so uh so actually you know tonight i'm gonna hit the ground running i'd rather get our guest on here as well um but uh i gotta give one more actually before i do it i gotta give one more shout out uh I think last week he had Dustin right in. Uh, he just hit random hit the station, and he started listening in and commented on uh, Friday, so Friday morning drive time. So he listened in again to catch the whole show. He wrote me saying he heard the whole thing. So this is a message for Dustin if he listens in again. Thanks so, for listening, yeah. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin, how are you? Um, so there you go. I just want to give a shout out to the lovely people who've been tweeting in here. Um, but tonight's guest is uh, the theme uh, of my the theme of this radio show. Uh, if you're first time tuning into the show. 
Uh, I have a kind of a goal every day uh, to meet someone new and learn something different every day. Uh, I meet someone new every day because I love kind of hearing the experiences of the world around me. Uh, it's a great way to get a kind of a cross section of life and also to uh, get a chance to hear kind of people's lives and their words that I'm not, you know, not my, not my life. I, I can't hear it. Uh, also, and then those random factoids, I re- regurgitate at my social media. So if you happen to follow me on Fridays, you'll see my factoids. Um, and uh, other social media, I, I kind of share my random facts. But tonight's guest is a guy that I am actually truly a fan of. I have been following his work for as long as I can remember. I'm a, a webcomic nut. I've always been a person from the time of growing up and having the comic uh, pages in my hand on Sunday morning, bright colors. Uh, I've, I drifted from there into the webcomic world and have always been a fan of the creative, the one who can illustrate and especially have a great sense of humor. Uh, so my guest tonight, I, I'm going to actually probably geek out a little bit on just because I have been a fan of this person's work for eons. Uh, if you guys, uh, you probably know him. I didn't realize he was a Rochesterian for long into this event. Uh, but my guest tonight is actually Nicholas Gerwich from Perry Bible Fellowship. And I'm just going to bring Nick on right now because I don't want to waste any more of you know, the mic time without having this cool guy on the air. Nicholas, how are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm I'm pretty good. <laughs> My uh, high energy intros are sometimes bother folks or it hits people off uh, off balance. I don't know, but um, thank you for being on the show. Uh, as, as people, if people are unaware of Perry Bible Fellowship, um, do you have like an elevator speech to explain what the what Perry Bible Fellowship is? Uh, I I really don't. The name is an anti elevator pitchable name <laughs> it really is like it, it's, um, i try to write down a way of describing this in a way that i'm like i don't think i'm gonna do it justice so i'm like maybe i'll thrust it back upon him it's it's unjustifiable it. <laughs> it, it was basically an in-joke between me and my buddy when we started the comic in college mm-hmm. and it's uh it was outgrown the the second the first comic was uh, somewhat popular, mm-hmm. and I've never been able to backpedal it since. <laughs> well, it's a distinctive name. I've always enjoyed it. Um, now, you said you did it, started this in college? 2001. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Coming up on multiple decades of this. This is Yeah, I guess. I, I'll have to do something for the, the two-decade anniversary, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's thoroughly ancient as far as webcomics go, even though it didn't go online until mm-hmm. uh, 2004. Now, uh, you, I mean, I, I, I don't want to pigeonhole you into this project here because you've also been a person. You've illustrated. I've seen you were like in Playboy magazine and some other stuff, too, as well. Is that has been? Uh, I've worked for a lot of people over the years. Yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to like pigeonhole. Uh, uh, no, but the, 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 uh, sorry, I may have peeked there for a second. <laughs> it's fine. You just pop everything. OK. It's, make um, it all good. <laughs> What were we talking about? Uh, you're going to be pigeonholed. You want to, what, what uh, like, you're... Oh, I work for a lot of, I've done a lot of projects yeah. over the years, but uh, PBF is easily the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, anything I do that's not um, simplified and cruel in nature <laughs> is generally ignored. So you can't be too nice, you're saying? You're, you're, you're thrust upon to be No, I, I try to be nice every day. It's just that the mean stuff is generally popular. If you can show your wicked side, or at least if I can show my wicked side, that seems to have a stronger cachet than if I try to plead with an audience about a topic I feel is important. It's just, <laughs> it's generally pathetic. 
Uh, really? Now, you so you're mentioning uh, uh, Perry Bible Fellowship. Those who do not know this, I, I I'm amazed that you haven't. I mean, even I've had people that don't follow web comics or aware of your work, aware of it, they've seen it. It's been memed. There's a bunch of ones that have been floated around, uh, and it's it's an iconic aspect. And you said it wasn't originally a web comic. It was where was it originally found? What was the? Oh yeah, interesting origin. It's not. I don't know. I've never considered it a webcomic well, because I mean, it, it hatched in a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you uh, now, where was the first? Was it a college newspaper? Was it or what was uh, the, first? the Daily Orange? Was the newspaper that it first appeared in? Oh wow! And uh, even before it made it to the internet, it was in two other papers: mm. uh, the New York Press and the Baltimore City Paper. So it was fully. I mean, it had momentum as a newspaper comic. Yeah. Yeah. And it was at that point, um, right about the time I saw that the newspapers hosting the comic strips were getting web attention Mm -hmm. because the strips were hosted on their Mm -hmm. online version of their newspaper. I said, geez, I got to... I, I should probably put this online myself, and I had a devastatingly bad idea to hide the comics, as uh, <laughs> like you could you could only find them by like secretly clicking on the home image. It was uh, it was a, as bad a website as the name of the comic strip itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, misleading as hell. Can I say that one? You can say that one. Absolutely. We'll, we'll give it. Yeah, yeah. It was very misleading, and. Somehow, um, someone had aggregated them mm-hmm. on, I think, something awful forums. People were sharing their favorites, and I just remember one day I got 40, like, emails in an afternoon talking to me about this comic strip that I was doing, and I started to realize this is this is probably tapping into something extremely 2004, or mm-hmm. whatever year it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so... So it was already going from college. What, like, what was the speed of being the you know the orange paper to, like you said, those other other papers? It was it like within the first few uh, issues of it, or, or first you know, I guess. Strips oh, I, I published for two years in my student newspaper. Oh, gotcha. And it was, um, I think, my early on in my senior year that I sent it off to two different newspapers, and I heard back from both of them. Wow, that's actually remarkably well for, I mean, those who've tried to publish or do anything along those lines with, you know, as a person who's done some comic strips here and there, it, the chance to be like, two, right away. That's- it, it was, uh, I I think I was cocky at the time about it, but I've since come to realize it was very special, especially considering my cover letters. They were flippant oh, really? at best, but I think people were in the mood for whatever it was I was making back then. And, it, and um, yeah, things just hit right. I think things are still hitting right now based on like I've I have never uh, now you don't re- you don't seem to have a, um, a a set time for release. I mean, do you see do you, is there a uh, like do, do they kind of come out as they come out? It seems like right. Is that the current kind of patterning for them or do you, what's your time frame for the current Perry Bible Fellowship creations? I guess I feel like a hen in that they come out. As I'm ready, mm, gotcha, and that's fine. I mean, like, I you, guess that makes me a brooding hen, but I, I, you know, you do have that brooding thing about you. It's I good. do, I brood, yeah, yeah. and sometimes a comic <laughs> will take a year to make. Sometimes I'll find an idea relatively hot, and I can, I can hatch it in a night. Mm-hmm. Now you, so back when doing the uh, college paper, was that a? Uh, how frequently was that being made? Like how how frequently it was produced back in the oh, day? Oh, in in college, uh, there was a period where it was twice a week. 
Wow. And then I think just, my freshman year it was uh, it may have even been three times a week. Wow, that's pretty good. Now it, but luckily um, I'm of I, I kind of get the example. I'm of a people that are very much like uh, fans of the Venture Brothers. As an example, like it's taken them 13 years to reach seven seasons, and I'm no I'm in no rush. Like make what you need to make, and make it well. I'm here. I'd much rather have quality in front of me than mediocre at a constant pace. You know what I mean? Uh, and it strikes me as that way itself. You're welcome to, I mean, not to break the radio bubble, but if you want to take the, it's very toasting here. If you feel like continuing to undress in front of me, Nicholas, you're welcome to do that as well. Oh, I'm just going to do the halfsy thing. Oh, the halfsy thing? Oh. I, I rest the, uh, <laughs> I rest half the sweater and a sleeve on my shoulder, exposing the arm to. Just showing off to Matt in the glass box ventilation. over there. It's going to get all foggy in that room. Let's see how it is. It is warm in here. Yeah, it's, and we probably get a fan going, but it's, uh, the first year there was no heat. My first couple of guests, I actually brought heaters in with me to can cover it. Now it's a little, little on toaster side, which is this year it's double the heat. <laughs> exactly, law of averages. In the span of two and a half, three years, it's going to be perfectly average. Unfortunately, so <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so uh, we have now the Perry Bible Fellowship. You're coming out now. Like uh, when was the last one released? Out of curiosity, you remember? It, it may have been a little more than last week. Nice. Okay, I knew because I've seen them, but I'm one of those people that I, I, when I stumble, stumble across one, I'm very happy. And I don't know, like I don't know how many there really are. And I always seem to stumble across other ones when doing a search. So in my perspective, it seems like the internet provides. It seems like there's ones that can, maybe I have to go back to the, the main page and click around looking for other, you know, sort of links to where these other ones are. But it seems like um, the pace at which you put them out, you you put them out for quality, and whenever they're they pass the Nick, you know, Nicholas Gerwich thumbs up you they go out there in the world yeah i suppose i'm also going through a phase where i'm not exactly sure what i want the comic to be in the in the mm-hmm. past it's just been i get it's been my livelihood for sure but it's also i've also been hesitant to think of it as my livelihood and i'm also hesitant to adjust the tone or the voice of it because people have become so attached to it and mm-hmm. in, in recent years i i suppose i'm taking tiny steps to adjust that voice but then seeing how I respond to that adjustment, it's, um, there's no, there's no exact science to it, but, um, times are definitely changing and what, what you can do successfully in a web comic is, is, uh, changing as far as I can tell. I think the, the comic is no longer in its prime, mm-hmm. but, um, it's still, it still has a cachet and, and, um, I still enjoy doing it. It definitely shows. I mean, and one of the reasons why I, I love your comic is that, um, I don't know. As an artist, I like that there are comics where there is a character that has a circle head and two eyes and a dot. And another comic where I will watch and I'll see That's a Jesus. lot of comics, though. Yeah, true. But I also see another one where uh, Jesus and like, Ganesh or something else are fighting over and painted with bright colors. And it is uh, – I mean, there was uh, the do- – like you had the dog painting recently of the ceiling. Uh, the Yeah, that was the last one. Last one, yeah, yeah. Uh, do- dog Angelo? What was the dog's name in that? Barkalangelo. Barkalangelo. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. I'm laughing at Dogarello. Yeah, yeah. Would be. Yeah. And um, – but those ones there, you can see suddenly there's these gorgeous painted scenes. It's it, You seem to – but I guess that was a split too. I guess there was. Yeah, the, the the ceiling was painted in full detail because it was emulating the the Sistine Chapel. But the um, the other characters were rendered really sloppily. <laughs> well, I like that there's some sloppily as well as beautifully rendered ones. I'm trying to say. I guess. Well, yeah, juxtaposition is can do amazing things to the brain. Now, uh, so 
you're in college. You're, you've uh, you said the word juxtaposition. You've talked about different things. What were you going to college for? Out of curiosity. I think the Syracuse yearbook has political philosophy listed. Really? But that's that's only because I adjusted some paperwork. <laughs> I actually I went to school for film. Film, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, that's and uh, and like and good thing of being in Rochester. This is a film town, so. Oh yeah, um, lots of lots of film. Now, uh, so you you so Syracuse is your alma mater. Uh, you um, actually, I wouldn't mind getting a little bit of. Uh, uh, a little bit of background story on you. I know you're jumping around to. We're going to touch base on some other projects later on because I know you had a, a great uh, a Kickstarter uh, project that came together in the past year or two, give or take. Um, but uh, uh, actually, folks read message in like Perry Bible Fellowship exclamation point. There's people just saying they love the piece, they love stuff. John just writes in saying love the comic strip. Uh, I've been a fan of it forever. Uh, so that's John from Twitter saying hello. Loves the Perry Bible Fellowship. Um, but I'd like to know, curiosity, uh, the uh, the the young Nicholas Gurrich running around out in the countryside. Uh, it's from the your country, right? You're from the middle of nowhere, like myself. I, I got my taste of forest and grass <laughs> and field, the fresh air there. Yeah. Uh, what are, are are you like a Calvin and Hobbes sort of thing, just walking through the woods, giving uh, a commentary on modern philosophy or something else, or what was the Nicholas Gurrich like of of your? Backing around, hiking in the woods. What was I'm trying to envision? What you must. I didn't like. have tigers. I, I collected gorillas. Gorillas. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, enough. He actually was Sasquatch. What he was crawling around with. He just so. Um, I'm, I'm talking about stuffed animals. Oh, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. Just uh, tiny uh, stuffed animals. So you actually gorilla. had like your gorilla was your thing. Your I animal? don't know. Like I, it. I think there is a phenomenon when you're young where someone gives you a gift and people perceive you as being obsessed with that thing because you already have that thing and it, it mm-hmm. tends to compile. Yeah, I know that feeling all too well. If people think you like something, they'll start giving you more. So is... It's mimetic. You know, mimetic, yes. You're, you're the gorilla guy, and I, I, I must have got you know a couple different gorillas a couple years in a row, and then after that, the collection just kind of grew steadily. <laughs> but um, yeah, I had, a, I had a good collection of gorillas. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what... I had a rock collection... Right. Didn't have many pets. I know. We had a, we had a few fish, sadly. But I mean, <laughs> sadly, fish. Oh. Me and me and my siblings were animals, so there really wasn't room. <laughs> for... Safer for all the animals. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. So you're out in the middle of nowhere, uh, much like kind of myself growing up that way, and suddenly you find yourself you're going to school for film. What made you go for film? Uh, I was doing film. In high school, I I put on a um, public access show. Really? With some friends. Yeah, and I, I just had so much fun doing that. It was a culmination of a newspaper that I had done uh, that I edited. I don't even know what to call what I did for this newspaper. <laughs> I I, uh, I photocopied, and, photocopied it and handed it out to people. But um, the, the cable access show that we did was an extension of that newspaper. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, and that was the most fun I had in high school, so I was just seeking to replicate repli- that, yeah, that, that fun. That's uh, you. I'm surprised your school sounds a lot better for being out in the middle of nowhere. I, I like. I we didn't have. Oh like, no, it, it was bad. It was a bad. It, it was, was very bad. But you, you made the most of it. Sounds like <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh. I, everything is what you make of it, and um, that school's no exception. I have fond fond memories of it, but I also have scary memories and 
and uh, ambivalent memories of it as well. Oh, uh, ambivalent memories of childhood. That should be the name of my autobiography, maybe. Um, so, uh, uh, so actually, uh, I've had three people message me already saying, "Hey, you mentioned trivia question. Are we getting a trivia question?" So, oh, for Pete's sake, Matt, you ready? I mentioned it once. <laughs> So, I, I, like I mentioned at the beginning, there is people love trivia questions, random stuff. I, I like trivia, too. So, um, <laughs> uh, the trivia question for tonight, uh, so this is how it works. i give you the rundown. Uh, I ask you a trivia question. We have all show to answer it. Uh, you can change your answers. It's a multiple choice. I make it easy as possible. I try to make things that are Rochester-centric, sort of things that, you know, very rochester questions for them uh during the whole show you can answer uh, answer it change it up people can tweet in to help you or throw some red herrings we had a couple guys that purposely send wrong stuff to capture that guy i think make him wrong in there gets me every time <laughs> exactly i think it was tom is the guy that messes with you if, if i remember right was it tom, tom i think yeah yeah there's a guy named tom who tweets in who literally throws red herrings just specifically to trip that, trick that guy uh, but if you get the questions right, you get to join me for Meatballs and Beer at Skylark. Uh, first person to write in can also join us if they want to. My treat. Uh, or if you, don't, if you don't ever see me again, cash value, whatever it is for Meatballs and Beer at Skylark. So uh, the question for tonight for Nicholas Gerwich is, this term for a politically motivated public works project is also said to have orig- originated in Rochester. So ready. Is this uh, political term uh, from Rochester, is it A, filibuster? B, boondoggle, C, gerrymandering, or D, carpetbagger. One of those words evolved uh, from Rochester. Do you have a guess for which one you think it is? I do, but I always defer to the guest. Ah, guests. Do you have what political uh, uh, project, uh, let's see, the, the word uh, came from uh, Rochester, original from Rochester here. Was it filibuster, boondoggle, gerrymandering, or carpetbagger? One of those words spawned from Rochester. And you could only have to answer now. You could have all show to think about it. Let it think, you know, percolate the brain. If you guys have an answer, message in mindofmagus at gmail.com. Or I, I almost want to defer to the guess because I'm, I'm guessing that your guess is the same as my guess. I have a feeling you're right. Yeah, probably. It's actually... It, if you, I may have used this word today yes. at least once. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with boondoggle. That's your guess? <laughs> also, I just like to say it. It's a fun word. So make the microphone i, I lean Say. toward boondoggle as well because the other ones are not what magnus describes exactly right um, yeah, yeah all right so we actually have at, to the end of the show you guys can guess in think what are the one of those words originated in rochester so if you guys have an answer let me know uh and we have all show to answer those ones so but you did well see that's a good trivia question all it is that's how it works we toss it out there and people start tweeting in what is doggling what are you doing when you doggle like if boon is the gift mm-hmm as I think that word means gift, but uh, yeah. is doggling like if you doggle, doggle for a something? cause, are you are you trying to make it happen? Is that what I'm like to hustle? Is that good, uh, we can have Matt check it up, and the computer's on in that wonderful room in there if he wants to as well. What is doggling? According, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, they are a commercial brand of eye protection for dogs. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't doggles. really need to know. No. I actually have seen them before. I think I had one sent to me once when I had my Boston Terrier. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> doggles! Yes, uh, so it's a gift of dog goggles, <laughs> a boon of gift of dog goggles. Yes. I, I, that's I can see why that definitely politically motivated dog goggles. <laughs> exactly, that's how it works. Um, oh my god, yeah, doggling. What would you think doggling is in in the the Nick Gorwich brain? Oh, uh, well, dog maybe like being dogged in your efforts. Like doggedly kind of idea, like something that's kind really, of, but like it's more the verb, the verb of 
I like this. Are you getting, we can change it around. Just edit doggle Wikipedia it up. right now. Yeah, yeah. Dude, doggle for that bill. <laughs> Kamala Harris is going to doggle for you. Doggle it up. Oh, my God. Uh, it's it, it, opposite of fill, uh, filibustering, just doggling it up, keeping it up going that way. Um, oops, I put my phone back around here. Uh, so if you guys have an answer to that, let us know. We have all the rest of the show to figure out what it is. Um, but the lovely guys are pretty much guessing. Pretty accurate. I should let you know right now. <laughs> it fascinates me that it, it originates in Rochester, and yet how many have we had in the course of this city's history? Oh, my God. I mean, in our lifetimes. Yeah, we could just go with it. I mean, it's it's pretty much I, – I tossed a relatively easy one this week for everyone to do at. Boondoggle so. is also the the, the the braiding of strands. Why, why is that called boondoggle in, like, parks programs? I have no idea. You should look it up. Do, are you guys not familiar I, with boondoggle oh, as this? Yeah, the yeah. – the, the, we used to call them friendship bracelets. Those yeah. weird little yeah. nylon or plastic bracelets. I wonder yeah. if that's a local use of that word as well. I wonder. Because if I think about it, if I if I take it a step further, is that the craft they give us to do just to waste our time so we go home quicker? And is that relative to the idea of it being a public good? Like, are you lobbying ah. so that kids can get this little plastic braid? That'd be weird if it was like a runoff of that meaning, wouldn't it? I I wouldn't dare imagine that that's the way it happened, but it's it's something to think about. I'd, I'd like to think that it is. I mean, you want to know actually the background? I can actually give you etymology the, is wild. I mean, it's etymology, yeah. so it definitely came from Rochester. So yeah. uh, actually, the Boondoggle was the name of the newspaper that the Roosevelt Troop from the Boy Scout based in Rochester, New York. That's the name of it. Now, uh, it first appeared in print in 1927. And it's, the, the, from there, it uh, passed into general use in scouting as uh, a tribute to Boy Scouts uh, having uh, described a new type of uniform decoration that was pointless. Those little fold. It was, oh, yeah. And the decoration mm-hmm. was weave little thing that you'd hang on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the presentations of honorific boondoggles at the World Jamboree, the use of the word spread to other troops and branches. Uh, so and it just became it kept jumping into this whole like extra kind of hanging over extra stuff. Um, and they would ward them. They're talking back and forth. Uh, so the um, uh, let's see. So basically, what, they were just kind of a, a goof that people handed out to each other, and then it evolved into, into a po- political goof. A political goof that did. Yep, yeah, okay. exactly it. So that's what the evolution came from. That to kind of pointless stuff, hmm. and. Um, uh, like among these, the crafting classes, I think they kind of use it as a term we use, like uh, underwater basket weaving for being mm-hmm. pointless. Yeah, this was a, a representation of boondoggling since everyone was doing. It came from Boy Scouts as a kid. You do Boy Scouts to Army to something else. They were kind of a lot of political people were from military backgrounds and stuff. So. Is it a disparaging term when you use it politically? Not a great thing, right? Is it a negative term? I think most of the time, yeah, because yeah, it, it usually means they just found something to throw money at. Yeah, they kind of waste. It was a waste. Uh, okay. But uh, due to its uh, – the phrase became popular due to its use by a flamboyant criminal lawyer. That's where actually it spawned from, actually being brought over into this. Uh, so a flamboyant lawyer, criminal lawyer is how it pushed it over into this. There I, like, is the, I like to picture this lawyer as like Matlock. Just, <laughs> white suit. Just a completely white linen suit. <laughs> um, there, uh, so as, as you guys said that, someone sent a link. There are a thing called successful boondoggles, but you have to put the word successful in front of it. The term successful boondoggle is a term. And there is a link. If you actually go to the Wikipedia page, there actually is successful boondoggles on the thing. So click on it. Go ahead. Go to the boondoggle on the Wikipedia. Scroll down. 
I didn't scroll down enough in this in my searches, but uh, thank you, Tim, by the way, for sending in a message saying that was available on uh, Instagram. Or, uh, yeah, on Instagram, he said hi. There are three examples. There are. One is the Sydney Opera House, mm-hmm. because it went over budget 1,400%, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cockroft's Folly. Um, the air scrubber thing. Air scrubbers. And then the Hubble Space Telescope, which I feel like is eh, still kind of a boondoggle. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, but that was called Techno Turkey, by the way. I think he probably mentions it in there too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I knew uh, I, the Techno Turkey of the Hubble Telescope. There was a bunch of stickers with that on there. So, random things. That's so. bizarre. So, we should get back to our guest, by the way. So <laughs> I, I was Sorry, just admiring Nick. artwork. I didn't mean to indicate. Oh, no, no, no. People <laughs> had a lot of random stuff in this one. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really cool stuff on the wall. I'm really impressed with the. Uh, Oh, the, my. the panorama you did on cardboard. Yeah, some guy drew that, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was green when I first put it in there. The crayons. They actually was done with crayons, and I only had one can of paint in my car. I get bored, so I just put random. So those are referring to this. If you go to, I think on the, maybe on our, the uh, Mind of Magnus website or even the Rochester Free Radio website, there is a, I don't know how long that wall is there, uh, illustration I did of the Rochester skyline with just a sharp... Feet. Yeah, probably eight feet. Yeah, sharpie. It's actually an Amazon box. I just cut, I tore open and drew on it. And I was going to slap it up. I was going to glue it up outside of City Hall because I was kind of protesting something. And uh, then I was working on here and I realized, no, I'd rather put something nice in there than use it for, it's going to be torn away anyway. So behind me as I'm sitting here, I'll take a picture of it, maybe with Nick and I. So we put it on our Facebook page. Uh, but yeah, that's actually the Rochester skyline. I kind of drew it out. I had green crayons, two of them, uh, a blue can of spray paint, and a sharpie. So I kind of. Attacked it that way. So. It's a lot with a little, mm-hmm. just like Rochester. Oh, very much so. So, yeah, I felt pretty nice. I, I put put it in here. People have been enjoying it. I've seen a lot of like so bands will do some recordings in here, and they'll have a post a picture with that on the back. So I have a bunch of random small touring bands that came in here and do live broadcasts. We'll have that picture in the background. So it's kind of neat to see. So, um, now, so you did so you're doing film in college, and then you're you but you seem remarkably well at painting, creating, illustrating that stuff. Uh, I, we've, we've always had sort of a knack for artistic painting, drawing stuff. Yeah, I've always done it. I mean, even as early as three years old, my mom said I was drawing. Oh, wow. But it, the more you draw, the more you want to draw, mm-hmm. the better you get at it, the more you want to do it. And um, moving moving images has always been enticing as well. And I've seen you've had some moving images of Perry Bible Fellowship. I've seen some little shorts of you got for that, right? And as well, they're probably fan made. I haven't made a whole lot of PBF shorts. Oh, but I have made animations Animation that are online. Yeah, they're yeah. not necessarily they don't necessarily correlate to comics that I've done. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I uh, yeah, I love making the images move when I've got you know a crap load of extra money and time. <laughs> Both both things you need to make anything animated. Often, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so uh, so we have actually uh, we we talked about Pirate Bubble Fellowship, and uh, I don't want to just like I said I don't want to put you into one little hole. But you've you've released a book uh, in the past a uh, year and a half, wherever it was, uh, that was from a go uh, you know Kickstarter cam- yeah. campaign. Yeah, uh, Kickstarter. Can you actually give a little bit of rundown of this? Because I'm actually very impressed with this. I've seen the art the the art show you've put together of this I, I've and I was captivated I and you had the little magnifying glasses and can walk around and look at this stuff but can you just describe what this project is it was I mean still is you know I to my to my for my purposes I, I consider it an experiment mm-hmm. but uh, it's 
It's a book, first and foremost. It's a book told mostly without words. There are a couple words that show up. I'm very interested in experiences that are hard to categorize. Mm -hmm. And I was very interested in doing a book that not only had a lot of ambiguity in it, but forced you to consider the line work as meaningful. I selected a process by which the negative space was created by leaving the black Mm -hmm. on the plate and the positive space created by etching into this inked clayboard to to reveal the white underneath i was reversing my process i reversed the process by which i made the image and i wanted to reverse the way that people experienced it the book is about death and Mm-hmm. And the book's name is? Most people don't. Oh, it's called Notes on a Case of Melancholia or a Little Death. Mm-hmm. To most people, death is not good. I, uh, in in most cases, it's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah, we're not. I, I, I can easily agree with that one. Like people, few yeah, few can deal with death it, well. I we think, can't. So. We can't make that universal because obviously it can be a spiritual experience as yeah, well. Yeah. But it's it's something that everyone persists in avoiding mm-hmm. pretty much all day long. You don't want to do it, you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. So I wanted to play around with having characters who um, wanted, who who were death themselves and had a different value system. And so I decided to do a a different value system for how I made that book. Now, and, and it's it's a stunning book. I uh, Like I said, I, I've been following it. Uh, you had a, a Kickstarter uh, and to help. Get, you know, get this moving and and fun for to do it. Um, uh, and that experience, hopefully, that was a positive experience dealing with Kickstarter and having people. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing having ask for money. Then I survived it. Yeah, you're still here. Right? Sur- surviving an experience makes it positive to a degree. <laughs> but it, it was a lot of um, it was a lot of money. Maybe maybe too much money to like feel comfortable. Just you know, letting your instincts rule. <laughs> Gotcha. You know, at a certain point, yeah. you start to edit yourself and, and start to uh, feel beholden. Mm-hmm. And uh, in that way, I would be very hesitant to do another Kickstarter. But at the same time, it's, um, it's it was also very liberating. And I indulged myself as much as I uh, held myself to other people's expectations. And it was, a, it was just a, a remarkably mixed experience, which I would be careful recreating in the future. Mm-hmm. But you now know how to probably get the best out of that sort of scenario. Like you think you learned enough that the next one would be more positives, less negatives. Yeah, I would just finish the project before I <laughs> before I kickstarted it next time because I, I once expectations get raised, you are editing your own instincts. You're, yeah, you're, true, true, true. Not that I don't do that a crap load already, but when there's that much money online, it changes the changes it a bit right there was also not a, a deadline necessarily in place mm-hmm. so um i i experienced i think it's called option fatigue mm-hmm. i actually the term is a little different i've heard it called errand fatigue but when you have too many options it can be an overload and um analysis paralysis that's beautiful that's why i keep him around isn't he good he's good no i paralyzed myself with analysis all the time and it was it was probably uh you know an an opportunity to do that unbridled in an unbridled way and it was just it was it eventually bridled me very much bridled i was bridled by my by my my op 
by the sh- the magnitude of my options. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sort of. Now, where, now, uh, how did it change? I mean, so you wanted to have a book. This is the title. This is sort of the aesthetic you're going for. Yeah, I mean, what sort of what process? What what would be the main changes from the your conception to the final piece in your hand? There, like, what would be something you're like? Well, I was hoping to see this, this, and now that became like. What can you give an example? Oh well, if I if I hadn't kickstarted it, I probably wouldn't have made it. Most of the projects that I come up with, most of the ideas I have, ideas for books, ideas for stories, movie concepts, they generally wither on the vine or get dust on the shelf for the most part. Uh-huh. But having sent that fledgling out into the world, it it, it did take on a life of its own. And it just, um, it, it wasn't that it, it strayed from my initial conception. It was more that as I looked more closely at it, I saw more and more within it. I don't know if that was a phenomenon of my ego, just just uh, seeing this unfinished art, seeing what it could be. But it was it was also literally composed of uh, many tiny little scratches. Oh, that's what like, uh, I had been mentioning. What I, thousands, you, if not millions. Yeah, there was uh, it's scratch boards. Those don't realize you have to, like you said you have to take the black and you scratch it away to get the white in there. And I, you're when you did the art. Uh, I mean, there's been a couple of galleries actually had it. I know uh, Main Street Arts had it down there. And uh, you included these magnifying glass with the presentation. So these like old school silver, fancy looking magnifying glass. And I am a person that I love seeing the brushstroke of an artist. I love seeing, the, and I, I zoomed in at the scratches. You can just see the jagged little line over and you over You can probably see some really bad days in there. I mean, you saw some crisp, perfect lines, certain hills. Other times you can see this is like... You know, but scratch, 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 scratch. Well, three quarters of the way through, it gets a little more squiggly, squiggly, and then it kind of stops and gets clean again. So maybe you mm-hmm. walked away, it came back. But that's what I love, that sort of stuff. Chance to see the the hand being drawn across this board and scrape out. I mean, that's a physical work. It's not, I mean, you actually literally have to scrape it out. So it was, I love the inclusion of that. I thought it helped me put myself in your create creative zone. Like Yeah, it, when, it, when it gets republished soon, I think I might advocate for a slightly larger book in in the hopes that people can see the lines that compose the art yeah it's now this is another one like we said before where you you know Perry bible fellowship you kind of have been doing this and you're either hesitant you know nervous to change or to change stuff up but this is a project all from you you find yourself a little more excited a little more energized to have a clean voice a clean like this doesn't Barring having your name associated with other projects, this was its all its own. Thing. Yeah, that that feels cool. Yeah, so this is this is one of the ones you had a chance to have a clean sort of voice, a new something. Yeah, it's it's not it's not like as successful as a comic, but I I do feel like a better person for having done it. Mm-hmm. Strangely, nice. Do you, now do you, is that carrying forward? Do you have other projects, other ideas, or I'm always doing other work. Yeah. You seem like I was I uh, like recently we we actually had chili at your house and I kind of walk past in the kitchen you have a table and I'm just looking at your drawing there's sketches on there and I was just neat to see like the process I see a little bunch of, like pencil circles and then ones that have a little more ink on a little more ink and you can tell that there's a lot happening in front of you uh, so out of curiosity how many comics do you think do you start versus finish is this like a one out of ten getting made to life or are you like oh I have stacks and stacks and stacks for every one that goes out of what your work out of curiosity 
Like, what's the ratio? Yeah. I mean, it's ballpark. I mean, it may be getting, when I was younger, it was every single one. Now it's and, every 15th. Uh, the older I get, the less amused I am with things. <laughs> really? So, just like it, not, I might I'm be, not entertained. Ugh. I might be swinging like 10 to 1 lately. Well, you're just because still... I'll see something that looks too much like something else I've seen or something else I've done or something mm-hmm. else someone else has done. Now, if you see something that, like, if you draw one and all of a sudden you get done and look at it and you're like, ah, this is... This joke may have came from someone else. Do you just toss it away? Are you a person that kind of holds up? Do you like, no? If I've if it looks like something I've seen, I don't like to do it. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm like uh, some people. If if I find myself, uh, I've seen before. I'm I'll, a little flummoxed how other people put out art that is so similar to other art. I don't know. There's a. I was. We had this discussion uh, yesterday, two days ago, with a friend of mine. There's a comic called uh, Argyle Socks. If you ever seen this one, it is. Uh, you know the Far Side with Gary Larson. Yeah. So just imagine Gary Larson never stopped. It's the exact illustration style of Gary Larson. It, it, it they have con- they've, I doubt it's as good. It uh, do a search online. I'm not. It's the exact same. It's called Argyle Socks. They sell calendars. They do everything else. It's as if he's Gary got a Larson. lot of imitators, though. I'd be skeptical of one of them being as good as he is. It's. I mean, I I don't. I like Gary Larson. I don't read a whole lot because I can't get past it being shockingly. Yeah, people listening in. Do I think it's called Argyle Socks. Weird thing right. about um, Gary Larson imitators is that Gary Larson's style is basically Clabans. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the argument is. Reason people don't. Yeah, let's see. I'll actually maybe look. maybe that's why Gary has his own uh, legion of imitators. Is that <laughs> he's haunted by his decision to imitate B. Clabon. You can see kind of styles are, if I can see it there. Um, but there's, yeah, it, I mean, that's another one. But I can never, I can't see past it because it's kind of one of those quirky, looks shockingly like uh, um, what Gary Larson was. Deliberately um, like it. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. It's not even, uh, a, you know, a, set, a short attempt. It's it's like, they, they say, the, the, another character is, of, uh, they always have glasses on, same long, kind of round mm-hmm. body, nose, and that sort of stuff. But if you go to the mall, there's a calendar every year from Argyle Socks. I was going to say, it looks like the shoebox greetings version of mm-hmm. the far side. Which, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, Scott Hilburn, thank you for writing that in, that uh, guy's name who does that one. Scott Hilburn of I, Argyle Socks. I'm with you, Nick. I don't understand how you... Put that together as, as what your your product your your content's going to be. Your your artistic output is going to be just kind of a kind of ersatz version of the far side. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times you probably don't yeah. do it consciously. You just absorbed what you loved, oh, sure. and it's in you by the time you take pencil to paper. I you know my book started off as an homage to Edward Gorey. I think I just did it maybe a little more openly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you you reproduce what you love. But What's I'm, close to you? I'm sure there, there's been, an, in your case, there's a huge evolution in the style from where you were now to your own voice doing that, right? This one, I, I can't, I shouldn't do this because it's paint, painting with too broad a brush and I'm two minutes into knowing this thing exists. <laughs> but I I feel like it's a hard thing to say. Like, if you start and you're influenced by Gary Larson, you're now syndicated doing basically the same bit. It would be like, you know... I start out drawing something that kind of looks like Garfield, and ten years later, I'm doing Garfield. Hmm. Yeah, I mean the guy who does uh, what shoe uh, for a comic strip. That actually, the illustrator that helped him out when the main person passed on, they were doing classic, and then he was doing some updates of work that had already been done. So, but it was literally a handoff of uh, like he was doing it before, so he can still do it now. Uh, this I, I know if there's a connection with this man to. You know, it could be Gary Larson just like, you know, I just changed my name. See if people will bite it. Yeah, why not? You know, so. It's weird. 
Oh, I have people writing in. This is awesome. I like to think Gary Larson is living a happy life. I think hope so too. I mean, among always... the gorillas, perhaps <laughs> that would be great. Um, oh, we have a uh, we have a friend who just wrote in the show. Uh, I think it's phenomenon. Phenomenon is called multiple discovery, where people discover things at the same time. Uh, this comes in from Jackie, by the way. Jackie Davis, which if those who are who chat with me off air know that she was going to be a guest tonight. Unfortunately, she's under the weather. I feel so. better, Jackie. Yeah, so the weather's inside her lungs. She's <laughs> she's <laughs> coughing heard, stuff up. I heard she was hacking up a lung in there. So, oh my gosh, get uh, well soon, Jackie. Yeah, actually, what we'd love to have, uh, I want to have you guys like we love to have kind of the Terry Gross pre-recorded show with you two. Just have a nice. Have some drinks. You can even swear. We put in a podcast form. Something else that way. Sure. But, love to have you both on again. So. Um, but uh, well, time is flying by. We have 15 minutes coming up at the end of the it show. Is. It's oh cruising, gosh. isn't it? Um, so uh, I just wanted, if you guys are just tuning in right now, uh, we're talking to Nicholas Gerwich of the Perry Bible Fellowship, as well as many other things. Uh, you can find you on Instagram. Uh, is it Perry Bible? Is the or PB uh, Fe- Perry Fellow? Fellow. I know it's one of those. Uh, you know, changes around in that one in there. Um, and uh, you seem to be doing uh, some shows. Speaking of Jackie and stuff, you have been touring around. I see you and her were at some uh, some shows recently, uh, holding some. Oh, booths. we did a we did a show in Brooklyn recently, mm-hmm. and we'll do one in Chicago in June. Nice. And I think another one in Montreal soon after. You guys seem to be pairing pretty well, having fun. I've, I love I love jo- following her and her adventures. And- yeah, and following what she's doing, discovering her own voice, uh, it definitely emboldens me to remember what's fun about making comics. So mm-hmm. it's been a good it's been a good pairing. Oh, nice. Her and I. I definitely seem there's. Uh- uh, I'm, I'm encountering some more Perry. now. So hanging out with her has been there has been an uptick in the release of the Perry Bible fellowships and those. Has it be, being around here, do you feel like you've uh, inspired? Mm, I mean, we meet up at least once a week. So on one level, I'm literally drawing more. But um, on another level, I I just I tended to make the comics whenever whenever there is gaps in other work. Hmm. So. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what to attribute it to, but certainly it's inspiring to see what she's doing. Oh, I get a kick out of it. Especially, it's neat to see someone who she used to. I mean, like she poured coffee for eons. I'd see. I, I, I mean, I recognize her, and she like. Yeah, you know, it's nice to see her getting knowledge for making artwork. So, which is one reason I like hanging out with you. It's I enjoy seeing the creation in here. Uh, but actually, uh, following up, Jackie and another person wrote in as well. This is she's defending the idea uh, when two scientists independently make the same discovery the papers are not word for word identical it's the idea that maybe Argyle Sox and those sort of ones just happen to evolve at the same time no they didn't Argyle Sox yeah. has, has seen the far side <laughs> exactly. and is trying to replicate they, it they've got eight volumes of it on their bookshelf like we all do mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. probably this but yeah I've never seen there's, there's some uh, prime examples of the uh, the, the independent the uh, multiple discovery uh, one sure so. and joke writers call it parallel thinking right I mean everybody's heard the same joke about the airlines and all that stuff mm-hmm. like there are different angles to come at the same idea yeah and this right. is why there's t- multiple volcano movies in one year the same idea or sure, is that, it's that same parallel thinking where there's that germ in the air and then people come at it with their own mm-hmm. angle can you imagine um, looking at an anthill covered in ants and and uh, having one of these ants say an idea mm-hmm. which they found funny and ever thinking that that ant was unique amongst the hive mind in that colony chances are they're all just linked up to the same information and just happen to shake out an idea uh rather randomly 
and that that accounted for for this ant having an idea. I think it's a, it's very much the same with yeah. You've, you've been exposed to the same information, like the, the multi-headed creature that is humanity. We're yeah, all yeah. we're all the same thing, mm-hmm. and we encountered different information at different times. But the way it the way it transmutes and amalgamates is uh, is fairly random. But it's just a matter of time before ideas are born. Yeah, true. Uh, Actually, someone wrote in, just wrote in right now, uh, loving the show, huge fan of uh, Nicholas, say hi for me. This is from Dave, and Dave says, uh, have you ever talked, in the same vein that we're talking about now, when you're writing a comic strip, have you ever got to the end of it and found out that you and someone else had the exact same day at the exact same time? He he raises, he says that he's like, I was working on a project, come to find out uh, I, I'm we're meeting up at an event and someone else had the exact same process that I was working on. We did not come together on the idea. It was just happened to work out that way. Has it ever happened to you in the creative world? It happens all the time. I've actually become slightly paranoid about it. I don't Mm -hmm. like, I don't like doing ideas that might be low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. If the fruit is too low hanging, someone else has already done it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I got some uh, uh, hate thrown at me. I think last year I made a really dumb like the uh, I think it was a Star Wars, you know, the Jesus footprints one, and I'm like, yeah, that then the whole like you know they hide their their uh, footsteps, the, hide their numbers, hide yeah. the numbers. That one I just did that as a joke. I had so I had probably a dozen people saying that I'd stolen their joke. A dozen people that it wasn't the same guy saying it. Like you stole Steve's joke. It was everyone. I'm like because it's low hanging fruit. Reason I put it on Twitter and didn't care about it. So it seems like. You know, like I said, those little sort of one-offs that everyone was, it's not a clever idea. I felt bad um, on Instagram the other day. I had uh, been given an image of someone who modified a comic strip I had done, incorporated Mm -hmm. it into a larger piece. Mm -hmm. But it was, was, at best it was an homage, but it it was uh, adjusted in such a way that it almost seemed a little bit sneaky. I ended up I ended up reblogging or restoring this image, uh-huh. and uh, I was put off by how angry people were. They were like that, that sob, that what what a what a bad person. I, this I, is, this I, is I, radio I, translation I, I for what they actually. Your process, like if wish people yeah. could watch. You're like, what can I, what can I say? Anything else? I appreciate. It. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> I did have my hand over the dump button, but you were okay. What that was impressive. What a piece of bad thing. Mm-hmm. What a son of a bad thing. Just so, a lot of like really nasty comments, but it it seemed like it could almost be an homage, and uh-huh. I I felt uh, I eventually felt bad for having drawn attention to it because it was fairly harmless. And, but you didn't you didn't feel it was an ill ill will or ill like towards you. It, just it might have like, been lazy will, but it wasn't yeah. ill. Okay, okay, that's that's fair. I've seen people to, like you know I've memed something, but never expecting it to go anyplace too. So, but it's interesting that they people who aren't the creator were more upset than the creator was in this case of had that thing happen. So, or they're just upset that you brought light to it. You're saying, do you think that was more like why would you get this guy any sort of Attention? I mean, what what do you think people are mad at? Like, what was the... They saw this, and what was their, their reaction? What do you feel like it was like a... I don't know. Like, do, do you think... What, where was their anger spawning from, you feel? Oh, that I had been transgressed. That I had Oh, been, they're mad for you. They, they, just, you. I had been raped of my creativity. This was... This was... This was a wrongdoing. I, uh, this yeah. is... You know, he's, they were suppressing the artist... Oh. I always find that so interesting that fans end up being more protective of 
the creator than sometimes the creator is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you saw it and, and felt like it was valid to, to put out there. So obviously, I mean, not not explicitly co-signing it maybe, but at least saying, hey, this is a thing that exists. And then yeah, it just I, it rolled was, downhill. Was, yeah, it might have been the equivalent of like a raised eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, as far as coming out with something that I then found out was already done... I, it's it's rarely happened at the exact same time, but although that does come up, I've I've like come to find out that jokes have been done. I did a Transformers bit where a couple Transformers uh, transformed, even though there were people in the car, and uh, it resulted in a bloody mess. Yes, I do remember that one. I, I remember that. Um, someone had written to me that this was done in, in a cartoon show. I think a uh, uh, animated version of the Clerks. Oh yeah, actually oh, yeah. it was. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I, I've forgotten that actually. I'd seen that cartoon. I didn't. Um, <laughs> Your stands I, out in my memory. If it I didn't take the cartoon down, but I've I've suppressed other comics that mm. I've that I've come to realize are like probably variations on other bits that I've absorbed. I I did a rhinoceros comic in 2005 that was very popular, but my brother clued me into the fact that it's very similar to a Simpsons gag. And I got to thinking about it, and I, it's an episode that I must have seen. Yeah, yeah. And I've I haven't felt comfortable with that comic, so I took it down. That's fair. I, I've I've revisited certain things where if it's like I mean I want to put my best work forward, and if it's I don't find it to be I mean barring the artwork, but you, like you said, you have a intellectual and creative spark about you. That's uh, that that is not just the artwork that speaks. It's it seems like the artists that you've referenced and. The stuff we kind of talked about in a limited amount of time, you seem to be proud, like happy to interact with people who can translate in a visual spec, uh, format as well as co- like the conceptual, like the word, you know, not just being wordy, but you know, being creative and be able to translate it forward. Mm-hmm. So I can see that being if you want to have that sort of stuff. But um, so we're coming up at the end of the hour already, coming on here. But I before we get done, uh, what is uh, what sort of things we're looking forward uh, for Nickerwich of the future? Are we having some more Perry Bible fellowships happening? Is there other projects you're hoping to do or uh i've got a project with fx currently this will be my second project with the fx on a tv show this one um, you know it's it's hard to predict what comes of of that sort of thing but um i'm loosely crossing my fingers nice well we do wish you best in that one uh but you guys have been listening to uh nicholas nicholas gerwich here on uh, the mind of magnus um thanks for being on hope you said hour flies by hope you had fun hey man anytime i mean if yeah anytime you want to do this we'll we'll drink beers whatever sounds great to me we actually will have jackie on for have a good group chat in there i think a nice long form episode is is definitely in the the cards yeah sounds great because people have been downloading our podcast i want to give a shout out to again to those folks who've been helping uh sharing our podcast actually was a a station that i won't mention on here but there was a conversation happening in their chats which uh the mind of magnus podcast was listed as a show to listen to so hey yeah i won't say who it was but it's a large channel that uh has x's in their name so uh, sounds pretty good to us on there. But so, you want to give our house cleaning notes for the? Sure. Our intro song is uh, "Paradise Engineering" by the band Yacht off the album Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. A goodie. Uh, this is "Dreaming a City" by Manic Street Preachers. Uh, again, podcasts are available wherever podcasts are found, except for Spotify because I just don't really feel like giving them the blood, sweat, and tears that it takes to get on Spotify. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. We've been having fun. If you guys have ideas, uh, guests you want to you want to have on the show, guests that you think we should chat with, 
Uh, let us know. We're actually collecting the best stories of Rochester for 2019. So if you have a great story, let us know. Uh, we're going to be getting, uh, I think we have a discussion about putting together a, uh, a Google phone number with a voicemail or answering machine. So Yeah, we're, we're going to do the opposite of the, well, the, the B-side version of the They Might Be Giants dial-a-song, where you dial in and give us your story, story rather than we give you a song. <laughs> that sounds perfect to me. So we'll be doing that. Looking forward to more stories. We'll have uh, Nicholas on. We're actually probably going to Jackie Davis in as well. Uh, we look forward to that one. Uh, I actually got to thank her for help putting this thing together tonight, too. So thank you, Jack. I hope you're feeling better on there. Um, so tonight, Monday night, if you're listening in, Dave's going to be hanging around. He'll be in here for four hours playing some good tunes, as always. Uh, but I want to give a shout-out to uh, the other folks here at the Rochester Free Radio who have been making a big difference. If you guys are a uh, Patreon supporter, uh, thank you. If you're not a Patreon supporter, go to RochesterFreeRadio.com, click the big orange button, and uh, toss a couple dollars our way. It helps keep the lights on, keeps the speak- uh, speakers sounding good, and the microphone's on, and the cord's working. So, yeah. Thank you again to Nicholas for being here tonight. Hey, thanks to you guys, and thanks to Jackie for being sick. <laughs> so if you want to follow, uh, your Instagram handle, again, is? Perry Fellow. Nice. Uh, other social medias? Are you a Twitter follower or anything else? Or? Uh, yeah, same thing on Twitter, and I think on Facebook it's PBF Comics. Nice. Awesome. I suggest uh, check it out. You'll laugh. You'll you'll cry. You'll enjoy the whole heck of a thing. Uh, but we'll be back again next week uh, with other fun guests. Uh, we're actually having political next week, I think, is our guest Dave Adius uh, is going to be on. So. Oh, man. Yeah, talking politics. Uh, so thanks again for listening, folks. You guys have been a wonderful thing. The answer again was boondoggles, by the way, to those who messaged in. The trivia question. Uh, but we'll be back again next week. So thanks so much, guys. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.